Shalom and blessings. This is Pastor Clifton McDowell Sr. here at the Church of God of East New York, located in the heart of Brooklyn. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, and I pray this week's sermon blesses and encourages you for the journey. God bless. Now enjoy the sermon. Well, today is um, the last of a three-part um, sermon series that has been entitled Remember to Remember. We've been talking out of the book of Deuteronomy, um, chapter 8, as Moses is rehearsing and reminding um, Israel what God's expectation of them is to, to remind them that Israel, you must not forget God. You must remember to remember. And so thus far, we've shared about that we must remember to remember the Lord. Don't forget the Lord who, who has brought you all the way. Remember God in the days of your youth. Amen. Don't forget your creator. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. And so we challenge you to remember to remember the Lord. Remember to remember the past. Heaven to have the Lord brought us. Remember the past that God has brought you over. And then last Sunday we talked about remembering the people that God has used to impact your life, to bless your life, to help make you better. And so as we come to this national, um, this Thursday, this national day of thanksgiving, I want to challenge you to remember to be thankful. Remember to be thankful. In the book of Deuteronomy, I want to again read it for your hearing. Amen. It says, be careful to follow every command. As I'm giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Aren't you glad God remembers his promises? The reason why some of you are here right now is because God made a promise to a grandmother, grandfather. They prayed and God had mercy on you. And the reason why you and I are still here is because God made a promise to an ancestor. God has collected those prayers. Come on, shout hallelujah. Amen. He says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. He says whether or not you would keep his commands, he humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, manna which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone. Stop trying to live on bread alone. But by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. He says your clothes did not wear out, your feet did not swell during these 40 years, don't you wish? Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, as a father disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. And you just got finished saying, you're a good, good father. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. I'm loved by my father. He says, observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him, respect him, honor him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. 
a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord. You know how we do before we, we give thanks, right? It meant it would be very much in order that after you have eaten and are satisfied, give the Lord a praise. Amen. Thank him before you eat. Thank him for the provision. Thank him for making a way. But after you're finished, give God some praise. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Don't just close your eyes and go to sleep. Just say it. He says, he says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. He says, otherwise, when you eat, there's a price, there's a consequence, there's a penalty. When you eat and are satisfied, when you build your fine houses and settle down, when your herds and your flocks grow large, your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. You will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. He says, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast, dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of the hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known to humble and test you so that in the end you, it might go well with you and you may say to yourself, you may say to yourself in that moment of pride, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirm his covenant which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. If you ever, Moses tells them, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, Moses says, can I tell y'all something? Can I just talk to you a little bit? He says, I testify against you today. I will take the witness stand against you that you will surely be destroyed like the nations the Lord destroyed before you. So you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. My, 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 my. Moses wants them to understand that there is an expectation. God has been so good. God has been so merciful. He tells them when your stomachs are full and satisfied, when you're living in fine houses, condos, duplexes, townhouses, and apartments, when you've settled down and you're raising your family and you're putting away money in your 401k and your retirement plans, he says when your businesses and investments are all doing well, when you're vacationing in the best spot, you got money in the bank, and life is good. Verse 17, he says, you may say to yourself, my power and my strength, the strength of my hands, have produced 
this wealth for me. You forgot. And in forgetting the Lord's commands, he will his will for your life, when you forget the Lord's commands and his will for your life and all that he has done for you, not only do you become defiant toward God, but you become unthankful and ungrateful toward God and people. When you forget what God has done, you become defiant against his will and his way and, and the things of God. But you also become ungrateful to God and ungrateful to the people in your life. 2 Timothy chapter 3, um, verse 1, Paul provides Timothy a discourse uh, of some of the signs of the last days. And I don't know whether you believe it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you're willing to acknowledge it or not, but these are those days. He gives Timothy, um, um, signs of the last days before Christ will return to bring time, to usher time into eternity. And in this discourse, Paul describes what people will be like in the days before Christ's return. Listen to what he says. Out of the NIV, he says, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. Mark it. People will be lovers of themselves. I know you don't see that, right? Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. He says, having a form of godliness but denying its power. He says, have nothing to do with such people, Timothy. And then if you read that same portion in the contemporary English version, it says it like this. You can be certain that in the last days there will be some very hard times. People will love only themselves and money. They will be proud, stuck up, rude, dis disobedient to their parents. They will also be ungrateful, godless, heartless, hateful. Their words will be cruel, and they will have no self-control or pity. These people will hate everything that is good. They will be sneaky, reckless, puffed up with pride. Instead of loving God, they will love pleasure, even though they will make a show of being religious. Their religion won't be real. Don't have anything to do with such people, Timothy, Paul warns Timothy. There's so much in there, but I want to land on one verse as we come to the close of this sermon series. 
One of the traits Paul includes of the people that will be descriptive of them in the last days is found in verse 2. They will be ungrateful, unthankful. Now while there are many, while that will be true of many people, don't let that be true of you. Those of you that are in the room, those of you that are at home, don't let this be true of you. Because when we fail to remember God, we become unthankful. We become ungrateful. When we fail to remember the paths that God has brought us over, we become unthankful when we fail to remember the people that God has used in our lives over this journey. We become ungrateful and unthankful. When you consider all that the Lord has done, and you've just told me God has been good to you, right? When you consider all that the Lord has done for you, when you consider where the Lord has brought you from, the paths that he's brought you over, when you consider the people that God has used in your life, how can we be so unthankful? How can we be so ungrateful? How can we fail to tell God, thank you? How can we fail to tell people, thank you? How can we fail to express some gratitude to God and people? And let me share some possible reasons people become unthankful. Or let me give you a recipe on how to, how not to be thankful. But it's in the hope that those of you that are hearing this message, it's in the hope that you will not find yourselves being one of those people that Paul describes. One of the ways that we can become ungrateful that we can become thankless. We can have a false sense of our own greatness and ability. The scripture says that we ought not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. It is possible for you and I to have a, a, a false sense, a dangerous sense of our own greatness and ability. That no one is as great as you. That any woman ought to be on her knees giving God thanks for you. That you are God's gift to any man. That there is nothing you cannot do. So great is your ability. We can have such a high, false sense of our own greatness and ability that we become ungrateful. We, we just don't, we don't need to thank anybody because we are all we need. We can become unthankful. We can become thankless when we don't think about the roles that people have played in our lives. It's as if we are the only actor, character in the scenes of our lives. 
It's only us on the stage of life. And we can forget the roles that people have played in our lives along the ways. Parents, teachers, you didn't, you didn't, listen, you didn't just give birth to yourself. Somebody labored to bring your, somebody labored to bring your backside in this world. And then change you when you got dirty. Stayed up with you all night long when you were colicky. Siblings that watched you, took care of you, carried you. In my case, I had a sister, I had bad feet. Still got them. Bless God. <laughs> but sometimes she would have to put me on her back and carry me. So great was the pain. We've got to learn to remember that there were other actors and actresses and role players in our lives. There were teachers and there were employers. There were friends and, and, and church members and deacons and deaconesses and teachers and pastors that God used. When we forget the roles that other people have played in our lives, we can become, a, that's a recipe for being ungrateful. When we come to a place where we think we are self-made, I'm a self-made man. I pulled myself up. I, you don't know where I, I've come. I've come from the gutter. I come from the hood. I, I'm a self-made man. Look at me now. Pulled myself up by my own bootstrap. You can become ungrateful with that kind of thinking because it is erroneous thinking. You didn't do it yourself. You had help. We can become so self-absorbed with ourselves that not only, that you only have words and praise for yourself. You know those kind of people. Every sentence, every noun is about them. Every verb is about them. The subject is about them. You can become so self-absorbed with you. You only have praise for yourself. And the whole conversation is primarily about you. Because who in the world would want to talk about anything more than you? Who, who, you, you can't want to listen to anything that, that is greater than me. Who am I talking to? We come unthankful. It's a recipe. When we don't take time to remember God. We don't take time to re remember the past and the people. You know, it, it takes an effort to be thankful. We are fallen humans. Our fallen nature wants to call the shot, wants to be God, wants to say what's right and wrong. We don't want anybody telling us what's right and what's wrong. And God, is, from the very beginning, God was saying, you need to let me tell you what's right and wrong because he's perfect in all of his ways. He's just in all of his ways, but we have been bent on from very creation. 
We want to call the shots. And when we don't want to take time to remember, because like I said, being thankful takes effort. Am I talking to you agree with me? It takes effort to be thankful. You've you got to be intentional. I've got to be intentional about saying thank you. I've got to, that's why the songwriter says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will amaze you what the Lord has done. It's so easy, it's so natural for us to count the things that we don't like. But it takes effort, greater effort, because I believe the enemy works against us. Our nature works against us. And so it's possible for us to get so busy, so cluttered with things in our lives that we become ungrateful. We're just too busy. We're too exhausted. I ain't got time to be thankful. I ain't got time to give God thanks. I don't have time. I'm too preoccupied with me, my stuff. become unthankful, we fail to remember to be thankful when we don't have eyes to see the goodness of the Lord. How many of you wear glasses? Y'all too at home, how many of you wear glasses? They're to help us to see better. Your glasses ever get dirty? Especially nowadays. It seems like during the pandemic, my glasses get dirtier than they ever gotten before. Fogging them up, and I've got to continually spray them and clean them so that I can see clearer. I think what happens in life, our vision gets blurred. Through the, through, through the muck and the mire of life, it's... Sometimes it's blurry to see God's goodness that's all around us. Because I want to tell you something. In spite of how bad things may look in the world and, and in our nation, God's been good. God's been good. I know that there are wars and rumors of wars. I know that there are all kind of climate um, tragedies and there's all kind of craziness. Terrorism. But God's been good. Oh, yes. And what we've got to do, we've got to learn how, as it were, to clean off the glasses. We've got to learn how to wipe the smudge and the muck that seems to get our attention. David said, I would have fainted. Unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What? God's been good. Come on, do I have a witness? God, God, you've been good to me. Lord, when I think things over and I look over my life, my good times outweigh my bad times. We become ungrateful when we fail to see the goodness of the Lord. Because can I tell you something? You will find what you'll look for. 
Anybody agree with me? You will find what you look for. And when we begin to look for the goodness of God, you'll see it. You'll find it. You'll see the goodness of the Lord in your home. You'll see the goodness of the Lord in your community. You'll see the goodness of the Lord in the nation, in the world. Why? Because God is good. And God is good all the time. And there is never a time when God is not good. There is never a morning that you can wake up and not know that God's been good. I know you want to you focus on, you woke up this morning and you, you had some aches and you had some pains. But if you flip it and say, God, thank you that I woke up. <laughs> thank you that I'm still breathing. You got to see the goodness of the Lord. The doctor gave you a diagnosis. And you can focus on that or you can focus on, God, I'm glad they caught it. God, I'm glad I got some medical insurance that can address this. God, I thank you. You know you're going to die one day, and the doctors say you only got months to live. You can look at that and say, God, I thank you for the years that I had. I thank you for the blessings that you have brought. We've got to see the goodness of God. Let me tell you something. When you begin to see the goodness of God, it will affect your health. Because what you focus on, I'm told, impacts your very organs in your body. We can become ungrateful. When we don't have eyes to see the goodness of the Lord. We see and we focus on what we don't have rather than what God has blessed us with. We complain about what we don't have instead of giving God thanks for what he has blessed us with. Another way that we can, part of a recipe for being unthankful we can have a sense of entitlement. I deserve only the best. I'm entitled to this. Why should I say thank you when this is only what I deserve? You know, I, 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 I worked for this. I, I did. I am, I'm entitled to this. We have a lot of entitled thinking people walking on the planet. And Paul tells Timothy that this is going to be characteristic of people. Naked you came into the world. You came in the world naked. You didn't come in with, with, with shoes and socks. You didn't come in with name brand jeans. You came naked. And some of y'all are old enough. They didn't even have pampers. Some of you young people said, what do you mean, Pastor? What are you saying? Yeah, they had cloth diapers. Ooh. Naked you came, naked you shall return. One day somebody is going to dress you. 
They're going to put on what they want to put on you. They're going to put on the shoes and the socks and the, the stockings, what they want to put. They're going to say, you're going to leave all the stuff that you want. They say, I, I, I'd like you to put that on me. They ain't got to listen to a word you say. I think you look better in purple. I ain't putting that old red dress on you. I never liked it anyway. Naked you came and naked you shall return. When we begin to be thankful for everything we have, we will learn to appreciate what we have. Instead of thinking that you are entitled, that you deserve it, you'll treat other people right. Because when you feel like you're entitled, you walk around with your nose up in the air. You snub people. You look down on people. But for the mercies of God, but for his mercies, you and I would be on skid row. But for his mercies. So how dare you think you're entitled? How dare you think that you deserve it so you don't have to be thankful. Thank God for what he's given you, but don't fail to remember where all the blessings come from. We can become so uncomfortable and comfy that we become less appreciative. He says, eat, drink, and be happy. It's amazing how we appreciated stuff when we had to struggle for it. <laughs> I remember as our kids were growing up and I had, I had a real, real good job. And, um, and there were things that we could afford. And um, I remember we would, the kids would ask, can I have this, can we have that? We didn't give them everything that they wanted. See, some of y'all are crazy. Some of y'all have lost your mind. You give your kids everything they want, when they want it, how much they want it. They never have to work, never have to struggle for anything. You're going to send them into a marriage? Spoiled? Let me, let me leave that alone. But I remember we would tell our kids, pray it in. Let's see what God will provide. Huh? Don't Give folks just everything. I'm not telling you to be stingy. That's going to the other extreme. But you've you, you got to help them to learn to appreciate what they have. Because if, if you just, if there's no appreciation, things don't last. can't handle that. Let me move on. I'm, I, I'm almost finished. We can become so comfortable and so comfy that we forget to be appreciative. We just kind of sit back and just sit back and enjoy the journey. 
We don't think about people. We don't think about God. God, oh, life is good. Eat, drink, and be merry. And you can become, you are a candidate to become unthankful. We got to learn where all our blessings come from. There's no problem in working hard. There's gratitude to be found when we remember to remember. And so I challenge you, let us strive to continually to develop the habit of thankfulness and gratitude in our lives. Because as we remember to remember, remember the Lord your God, the God who brought you, the God who kept you. Remember the paths that you've traveled in this journey. We've come a mighty long way. What do you think? We, we've come a lot, mighty long way. Amen. Some of your families represented here. They've come a mighty long way. Remember the past. I remember, I think it was a raisin in the sun. There's a part in that play, in that book, where the son wants to take the money that's given. He wants to use it for business. And, and, and the mother tells him to, to look at the stairs. She said, life has not been some crystal staircase. It's been some challenges along the way, right? There's been some place where there's been no carpet. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. You need to tell your story to your children. Lest they think you've always been where you are. You, you need to tell your story to your children so that they can tell it to their children's children of the goodness of the Lord. And tell them about people. People that when there was no food in the house, some way, somehow, God put it on somebody's heart. And there was a knock at the door. Oh, I wish I had a witness in this place. There was a knock at the door, and the food wasn't just food. It was piping hot food. How did they know? Because God's been good. Tell them about the time when you were kneeling at the altar. And there were holes in your shoe, and you tried to kneel in a way that you didn't have to expose the bottoms. And God sent somebody. And when they were buying their son suits and shoes, they bought you the same. They didn't get up on a Wednesday night and testify about it. Tell about the goodness of the Lord. Tell it to the generations following. The people that have impacted our lives. Remember to remember to be thankful. I'm done. Today is the day of salvation. Scripture says in the day that you hear his voice, harden not your heart. God so loved that he gave. And I'm so glad that one day I had the sense enough to receive who God gave. And my life has never been the same since. Jesus makes all the difference in the world. There are still mountains, there are still valleys, there are still heartaches, but I want to tell you something. Jesus makes the difference. There's still sickness. 
but Jesus makes the difference. I'm going to ask that you stand to your feet. Right where you are, right there at home. Will you remember to remember? Will you pause and take a moment to remember the goodness of the Lord in your life? Remember how he's brought you. You, want, you did not arrive at where you are today by yourself. Remember the people that God has used. Will you remember that God gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life? Your response will speak to your level of gratitude. Your response will speak to the level of your gratitude. There are people that can say things with their mouth, but their actions betray them. What shall I render unto God for all his blessings, all his goodness? When God has everything, I'll give him my life. Well, preacher, how do I do that? Well, it's as simple as ABC. You acknowledge that you need him. You acknowledge, the Bible said, all have sinned, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You acknowledge that you've got a problem and that you're lost without him. You believe in your heart that Jesus is the justice of God, that Jesus is the mercy of God, that Jesus is the answer. You, can, you believe it in your heart that he is who he said he is. And you confess your sins. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful, he's just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You confess your sins and you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior as you give him your life. And you begin to follow him so that you don't just have religion, you have relationship. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and close your eyes. We want to be grateful people. But it is not God's will that you be lost. In the last days, people would be ungrateful. Don't let that be said of you. Take this moment, ask God to forgive you for ingratitude. Ask him to forgive you for doing life on your terms. Ask him to forgive you for going in your own direction and forgetting him. If you'll ask him, he'll do it. He will pardon you. He will forgive you. And he will give you new life if you ask him. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, dear God, for what our ears have heard and what our hearts have felt. Thank you for reminding us of your goodness and mercy. Thank you. I pray for that, that brother, that sister. 
who is still going in their own way, who has failed to place their faith in you, I pray for mercy. I pray for that one who is still putting you off to the side of their life, who has no time for you. Father, I pray for mercy on their behalf, that, Lord, that as they don't have any time for you, dear God, I pray, dear God, that they will not wake up one day and find out that time is up. I pray for mercy. Bless your people. May we be representative of a grateful people. And may we declare your goodness to the world that we live in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and tag us in your social stories at C-O-G-E-N-Y. Thank you to those who have given generously to this ministry in the past. And if you'd like to become a contributor, head over to cog-eny.com. That's cog-eny.com. And just click on the offering and donations tab. Again, thank you so much. Now God bless.